0: Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast. Uh episode, what is this? Episode 225. 225. I'm here tonight with Jesus Schneiderman. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you all. And we, we've got Philip Dasing. What's up? Alexis Schlegel. Hello, everybody. And Arvid Vora is back on the Punk Rock
1: Libertarians podcast. Awesome to be here, guys.
0: Hell yeah. It's, it's awesome to have you, Arvin. And you're wearing a suit in uh, July.
1: That You it's, know, i got to represent <laughs> the, the Libertarian <laughs> Party. There's a lot of folks that say... You need to be respectable and I'm not going to turn tone my rhetoric down. So I'll just tone my clothing up. Oh, we, we love you. We love you. I'm <laughs> just pointing out.
0: out that, that this is a hardcore motherfucker. He shows up in a suit in July. Mm-hmm. Hell Dedication. yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dude. It's an honor to have you once again in anarchy basement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I guess, uh, tonight you wanted to talk about online censorship.
1: I want to talk about all kinds of censorship. All kinds of censorship. I want to talk about social censorship. I want to talk about some of the change that we're seeing in politics and I want to get this idea out there that, that where this was once a country of debate, right, it's now become a sort of a war of who can shut the other people up. And I think it's really, we're, we're really seeing a kind of information that's coming out that, you know, you guys being banned, right, you guys being deplatformed, you know, our, our Facebook ads being banned. Uh, most recently, me being banned from a local dance event, a local social dance event. Not for anything I did or said there, but for my political Facebook post had made people who were on welfare feel unsafe, like like wow. physically unsafe. Like I was gonna, I don't I don't know what, and so and you guys see all my Facebook posts and they're. I like, don't even, I don't I don't buy that. So how, how that I, I think
0: with? I think you you probably had some like uh, uppity liberals
1: say that your post
0: would make people on welfare. You know what I mean? I don't. Oh del- yeah, no,
1: I don't, I don't think anybody. <coughs> my guess is that probably anyone on welfare maybe there were some people on in welfare involved my guess is you're probably more right yeah that that and and so so what 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 is what, what is that we're seeing I mean it's it's not like they're shutting everyone up right they're seeing who is there to violate the kind of sacred beliefs of the overall community that's there to like break the boundaries and let other people do it and the idea is they see you guys doing it because you guys don't advocate for violence no, no, no ever I've never seen you guys do anything that could possibly but they shut you down. Because you have a following, and because you don't play by the rules, and because you don't sort of keep espousing the status quo, quo ideas, right? And because
0: of Jesus over there, too. I think there was, him, there was yeah. some sort of anti-Semitism going on, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, no I suspect. Doubt. Well, I mean, that goes
1: without saying. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but but really, I mean, they, what, what are they trying to do? They're trying to shut... They're trying to make an example of you. They're trying to make an example of me. They're trying to make an example of, of every single group that opposes the statism, opposes the welfare state. They're trying to either shut you up socially, deplatform you, ban you, shadow ban you, You know, get knock off the Reddit subreddits. They're trying to do whatever they can to stop those ideas. But in my opinion, that's actually really good news. Because they're not doing that to like the flat earthers. They're not doing it to the Prohibition Party. They're doing it to anybody who opposed the welfare state because our ideas are catching fire, Mm -hmm. and they are desperately and not very successfully Trying to put that fire out. So what Arvin Ar- 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 actually but, went down. Arvin,
0: but uh, Flat Earth has supporters all around the globe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I saw. I saw <laughs> they, that <support>. they do.
1: <laughs> the uh, Flat Earthers from all over the globe coming to the convention. I saw that. Yeah, there. I mean, Flat Earth is blown up. It's it's fucking huge, man. <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> yeah, but it's not a threat, right? It's not going to change their status quo. You know, here here's the thing. Like we, I can go and debate with people about the minimum wage, right? On either side, and that's like one. There's two different opinions, and people can argue, right? But when I say that government schools are welfare, there's not two sides to that debate. That's just a description of what it is. Or that killing for the military is murder plus statism. That's just a description. But it violates the sacred beliefs, right? And the second you violate those sacred beliefs, that's when they're going to shut you up. That's when they're going to. Well, you couldn't dox me because everything I do is public anyway. But they're going to, you know, they're going to try to dox you if you're doing something under a pseudonym. They're going to try to deplatform you. They're going to do whatever they can.
0: Now, this place that you got kicked out of, mm-hmm. you've been going there for a while
1: for years for years
0: wow years
1: yeah yeah and and it's and it's not that 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 it's again it's not anything that i was saying there or yeah. anything that i was doing there or anything i was doing anywhere else right it's not like after thing i would like you know, say like hey you you're on welfare I hate what, you. what are
0: you saying do you think like zuckerberg called in a
1: favor <laughs> maybe <What>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I like when, when i put com and made it auto forward to facebook for a year i think maybe he took that personally ah, okay. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that'll do it yeah, And so, so that's what we're saying. And, and you know, this is something in, in, in my book, Pull Out, that I wrote. Uh, it's something that I talked to so many people on college campuses, uh, both people who are just guys in general or men and women who have either conservative or libertarian beliefs. And they all said the same thing, that if they try to speak, people don't try to debate or disagree with them. They try to just shout them down and shut them up. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what lets you know that your beliefs are dangerous. You don't shut down a belief that's not a threat. Right, and it also, like, let's say,
2: you know, they felt that your beliefs were deplorable. Sure. Um, wouldn't it be better, I mean, wouldn't it ideally be better, and, you know, there's historical precedents for this, to actually allow the ideas to sort of circulate around and then just confront them and address them head-on instead of pushing them down mm-hmm. and sort of letting them fester, um, you know, which has happened with all sorts of ideologies, communism... Um, and then you see what happens there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of that with um, you know a lot of the racist stuff that was going yep. on in, in Germany. Um, I mean, Hitler went to jail. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of just letting these people espouse their ideas, not necessarily saying it doesn't necessarily mean you have to condone them or say, um, oh well, you have a legitimate idea there, but just to confront it on its merits and mm-hmm. disprove it. Um, you know, they're really they're doing themselves a dis, like you said, they're doing us a service, and they're doing themselves a disservice by not, you know, addressing it because it it you know it just lets our ideas kind of hang out
1: and sort of develop some grassroots and start to grow. That's actually very true. I mean, the second that I not not like the very second, but after I put out the the video where I just talked about, you know, here's here's the thing that 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 for my political Facebook post. I was banned from a non-political event. Like I could see, I could even see being banned from a political event. I mean, I don't think it would make it would be an ideal move, but I would kind of get it. But if you're trying to ban somebody from a non-political event, you're just trying to you're just basically trying to shut them up, and you are doing exactly that. You're creating a separate group. You're not you're not actually allowing the debate, the free debate of ideas. Right. As soon as that happened, what happened? We got new volunteers. A couple of donations came in because other people have experienced this. Mm. They they haven't. They haven't experienced it, then immediately gone to Facebook, then immediately come on PRL and talk to everybody about it. But they have <laughs> experienced it, right? And everyone who's experienced being just shut up, people are shrieking them into silence, saying, no, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just going to not let you speak. Uh, and we see that even with conservative professors, they'll go and speak in places, and the student bodies will like yell and chant and not let the ideas out. That's how afraid they are of the ideas, because they know that the welfare state ideas are bad. In open debate, they'll lose.
0: Yeah, there's also like a uh, conservative push right now mm-hmm. against all this, you know, online censorship because it, it seems like, uh, you know, they're really just silencing anybody that wouldn't have voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this, I think the scary thing about that is it sounds like these people are just begging for the government to come in and regulate social media. Mm-hmm. and you know i think if we know anything it's like you know anything the government put pu- anything the government puts their hands on turns to shit yeah you know so they're definitely going to make it worse and then when they do they'll just uh, have you begging them to make it better you know the people mm-hmm. that fucked it up in the first place yeah, it's like mm-hmm. make it
3: stop make it stop
1: yeah and and so that's where i think there's a, there's a big impetus on on all of us to, to to try to work with this ethically right um you know he, the, the the, uh, the 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 organization it's not it's not a group that I'm like you know going to try to like call out by name or anything like that because while they might have political difference with me as a pu- public figure I don't view them as a political group so I'm not going to attack them as a political group or they're organized or anything like that 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 I'm going to leave sort of like private essentially and I think the same thing with Facebook when we disagree with Facebook and we have like I have big disagreements uh, and I know you guys certainly have big disagreements of of being you know knocked down and deplatformed that's totally immoral and unjustified. I think we need to complain about it. I think we need to organize around other ideas. I think we need to use other social media. I think we need to encourage other social media. But we need to not go to the level of trying to destroy it with government. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You know, a lot of folks have said, you know, you shouldn't criticize private groups, right? And to me, like that's idiotic. I mean, if 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 McDonald's comes out with something that doesn't taste good and be like, yeah, that didn't taste good, it's a private organization that made something that tasted bad, and I have every right to criticize. Or I write a, you know, might write a movie review. That movie was bad. It was a private movie. They didn't force anyone to go to it, but it was still a bad movie. I mean, I think that yeah. that that criticizing is perfectly legitimate. Yeah, you're yeah, with, it, it's, it's not totally. mutually
3: exclusive. You know, mm-hmm. to be complain about businesses who want to kick you out, even though they have the right to, like that, still can be like a dick move and. As they are saying What's, before, it, it doesn't make sense why people like a lot of leftists will say the first response is when you get kicked off social media, they'll be like, well, it's a private business, private business, private business. But well, that's the so thing.
2: It is the left doing it to yeah. begin with. But then you see libertarians at, yeah. that, oh, that yeah, yeah, repeat it. Yeah, 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 it's just yeah. like, what do <laughs> I know? It's like, stop. Like, the whole point of a market is to participate in it. You know, it, the free the having the freedom to participate and having that freedom involves being able to criticize, being able to provide feedback positive or negative and you know yeah i mean if you say oh no if just because it's private like nothing they do can be bad like that's you're just misunderstanding
1: the concept yeah i mean and that's the key thing private and and this is where and and the thing is this is the, the scary thing that they don't want us to do right mm. because that private decision making is what has been working oh you're right. i mean like so i've been we've been going to so many different state parties right and you really get to When you drive through the country, you start to notice a lot of things that you might not pick up just being out here in D.C. Mm. One of the big ones, you'll often see ads for police recruiting in like a state that's different from the state that they're trying to recruit in. Because they can't get enough people in the state to join the police. Really? So they're actually having to go out of state. And I've seen so many, you know, like you'll be in like Virginia or something like that. I'll be like, you know, hey, like, like South Carolina needs more police. It's it's gotten to that level because people are making the private decision that yeah we're not gonna be part of that yeah uh, same thing with with military the military is falling so far short of its recruiting numbers mm-hmm. because you know a lot of folks a lot of you guys uh, have been talking about like listen this is not really a great thing to do you know some people who've been in the military some people who have never been in the military have been saying like this is what's happening right and so I think that's what they don't want they don't want us to recognize that agency because once we recognize that agency we're not gonna play along with their nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely
4: a recruiting's down. They're talking, uh, I think I saw an article that they're trying to reduce it to like 16, Mm -hmm. like uh, to the age where you could uh, sign up for the military. Um, Recruitment, I saw a couple articles like Seattle Police Department, like police, like major cities are just having so much issues trying to recruit. And I think people are just sick of it. Just today I was at Artscape in Baltimore and they had a recruit Baltimore PD, had like a (laughs) recruitment tent. It was just like crickets It's like who the fuck's gonna go there? Speaking yeah. To like, yeah, police. I really want to be a cop in Baltimore. <laughs>
3: yeah. That sounds great. Speaking of Baltimore police, uh <laughs> what happened? I guess last night the what? Is oh it, yeah, the, the Baltimore City Police Commissioner got arrested at gunpoint.
4: They're not. No, he got. Um, he got arrested. Um, he. got sorry, He was uh, held oh, yeah, at gunpoint. Oh. He was robbed at gunpoint. Robbed he was gunpoint. walking yeah, with yeah, his yeah. wife in uh, the Patterson Park neighborhood. Yep. Which is, I mean, it's a pretty nice neighborhood, but you go a couple blocks in either yeah. direction, and it's. It could get it gets pretty a little pretty quick. Dicey, yeah, he yeah, was held ironic. at gunpoint. SUV wow. rolled up, pulled a gun on him. I, yeah, it's wow. see that? the That's new like police a commissioner. Like, I <laughs> mean, you, you see like that kind of stuff. How bad?
1: And, and you're seeing it in 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 uh, in Baltimore much more private police, right? And I'm not saying everything's going perfectly with the private police. I know they have problems, right? I'm, I'm the first to admit that. But we're seeing that like that experiment is is beginning, and it, it's doing some things well as doing other things. Maybe yeah. not, not quite so well. Well, you're then, seeing
2: the rise in popularity of these, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, but uh, these, these apps that you can report crimes mm-hmm. and you can report, um, like if you buy a Ring device, so like these doorbells that you push the button and then they capture video, mm-hmm. or it, or they're also motion sensor. Yeah, but the government um, knows and you leave your house now. There is yeah, that, Yeah, that's so, the thing.
3: I, I, I was <laughs> thinking get, about I'm getting one books. of
4: those, but then I'm also like, eh, I don't know about that. It just seems like another, like an Alexa or just something that's going to, you know, I mean, they're already monitoring you. Yeah, There's already, already monitor- cameras in your neighborhood. Yeah, I'm but sure. why make it easier? <laughs> you know, I, I look at yeah, they. you well, know people are like oh, well, don't don't do that stupid Facebook where the aging app. It's like they're all right. Just well, ideally, them more ideally, ideally,
2: ideally, if it was just completely privatized, right? You just like they didn't have any connection with the government. They weren't yeah, sending yeah. these feeds to the government. Oh
4: yeah, that'd be much better. Be much then better that's
2: you know that would be a good way for a community to sort of police itself or protect itself is a better word. um because with those apps, you can report, okay, this guy came up on my porch. He looks suspicious. Keep an eye out for him. Um,
4: like the next door app?
2: Yeah, like well, all those like kind groups. of apps, while they can be really fucking annoying at times. <laughs> yeah. um, I think there's at least, <laughs> and it's in its early stage, too. It still needs to be pruned. It still needs to be developed. Mm-hmm. But I, also- I think those are the beginnings of almost like a privatized self-policing force if you want to call it that
4: speaking of privatization uh i was just on the next door app and i get email notifications from a neighborhood and some lady was bitching about her mail carrier
2: <laughs> it was like,
4: no. the, she's like i sure do miss my old mail carrier he's like it's always delivered on time and this guy doesn't even put it in the box and my outgoing mail always stays here and i get mail from the wrong address and i'm like well that um that's the maybe that's why the, the postal system should be privatized i don't know you're kind of making our point like government sucks
1: but i think when we really think about law enforcement right law enforcement dispute resolution i think the the amazing thing this is to see how different the the private sector looks like the things that we do for dispute resolution right now is not court it's not mediation even it's you pick the reason you didn't like the thing from the amazon drop down and it sends you a label to print I mean, that's... The idea mm-hmm. is that it, should, it shouldn't it should be con- so much conflict. It shouldn't be so scary. I mean, pr- the private sector should be able to make it so convenient the way it already has in, like, sales dispute resolution, which for most of history was an acrimonious process and now is just a, literally a drop-down menu. Yeah.
2: Definitely. All right. Um, so we wanted to hit on the uh, presidential race. Nice, nice, nice. Um, what are your thoughts on the...
1: Uh, the Democratic candidates. All right, so so you have a, just a, some things, there, there's some things that are good, right? Yeah. Uh, the idea of pulling out of the Middle East. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it's not shared by everybody, but it's shared by at least one person. Yeah. Um, but that's not going far enough. I mean, like we need, you need to end the idea of military welfare, right? You need to, We need to get out of NATO. Because the idea yep. that we need to be providing military support to Europe so that they can be more socialist, it's bad for us because we have to pay for it. It's. I mean, we don't have to pay for it directly. We just need to have a fifty times as big military as we could possibly need for ourselves, and you know, pay for that military. Uh, it's bad for them because it's making them more socialists, and that's like sapping the the incredible human potential. Think of it like this, right? The United States and Europe has a lot of people who are like genetically related, and all the innovations ever are coming out of the United States, and like zero percent are coming out of Europe. And that is because of the socialism of Europe. I mean, you get rid of socialism in Europe, you have like United States part two rather than communist Russia, you know, part two is what we have right now. Mm-hmm. So I would get, get rid of NATO right now. i would be the first thing I would do. Uh, the other thing that I see is just bad economics. The idea that, that AI reduces jobs that's just not true. I mean, yeah. it mm. creates more demand for labor. Yeah. One of the reasons that I'm so tired all the time, in addition to the presidential campaign, is that in my business we're doing a lot more AI. And you know what AI does? It makes everything you do more valuable. So mm-hmm. now, an amount of time spent improving it is worth so much more that there's a massively increased demand on on uh, on your work. Right. So I mean, I mean, honestly, to, to use an unpleasant example, ever since the cotton gin, we've seen that something that makes labor more efficient increases demand for labor it doesn't decrease the demand for labor right exactly
4: so like you just think yang's just total scare tactics Uh, i just think he's
1: wrong i mean i think i just think he's he's incorrect it's just bad economics
4: yeah then with i mean i listened to him on rogan and he definitely pulls it like that um he gets you in emotionally and just thinking like with all the truck drivers and everything being automated and going to AI that there's just going to be no jobs that exist and he paints this dire picture and that's why we hey, have to have like
0: yeah but 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 Arvin what would you say to libertarians for Yang okay uh, collapsitarians if you will <laughs>
1: collapsitarians so people who say like we want to just like shut down shut down everything. I mean, yeah, that's a way to. There's, there's a lot of ways to do a thing, right? So one thing that we could do is we could get ourselves armed up and we could go and like you know start shooting up government
4: buildings. That's a way. No,
1: yeah,
0: let's not, not talk. Let's not say stuff like that.
1: Yeah,
4: but I'm mean, like, that's like a way. Is
1: that a good way? No, it's a terrible way. Yeah, it's a bad way. It's we a really, terrible we're, we're, way. Uh, it's a terrible
4: way. So you're against raiding Area 51? <laughs> well, I mean, oh I mean, shit! Like oh shit! We gotta, we gotta hear it, <laughs> Marvin. The thing is
1: like that. That is like honestly like so funny. As long as it's not done violently, as long as it's not <laughs> shooting people over there, yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's. it's Harmless, honestly, <laughs> but 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 that's a way. Is there could could a total economic collapse and post-apocalyptic meltdown be a way to get to more libertarian? Probably. Is it a good way? No, it's a terrible way. Yeah. Okay, okay. So so in the same way, there's there's bad ways. There are better ways. Opting out of government school is a better way. You know, jury nullification is a better way. Bitcoin is a better way. There are a lot of other ways that are not so incredibly disruptive that are going to cause so many economic physical health safety problems as a total collapse of an economic system yeah. so so mm-hmm. while it is a way it's not my preferred way violence is a way it's just not my way and yeah. so so libertarians for yang i would say that's i, I get you maybe you think it'll collapse everything but <laughs> that's not the best way to do this well and also <laughs> when has when has a society
2: collapsed and resulted in libertarianism
1: It usually results in heavy authoritarianism like we saw in the successive many rounds of the French Revolution. Exactly. Or or in the Russian Revolution. What about Uh, Somalia? (laughs) um, Somalia is an interesting case. I mean, because they are operating without a state, but have essentially tribal governments and as as uh, maybe not wealthy as they are compared to the United States, they in a lot of ways, are actually wealthier than their than their immediate neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Once the once that socialist state collapsed, but no one likes to talk about that. That's yeah. that's what I think is hilarious is people always say, "Oh, why don't you move to Somalia," but they don't tell you why Somalia doesn't have a government it's because their socialist government collapsed on itself, yeah. and then actually people prospered better, like you said, they were better than their immediate uh, surroundings. Yeah, and I think it's right. funny, but now I guess that's. Psh, we've ruined that country again after yeah, re-ruined yeah re-ruined. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's, it's, it's it's hard i mean like you know i, I think I'm, I'm a pretty hard-working guy i have a good business i put a lot of time into it but if the u.s government started drone bombing my house every other day it would be hard for me to maintain it at its current level of excellence and i think that applies to people and everywhere if people are always bombing your house and your business and your hospitals you're not going to be as productive as a country that's not getting drone striked every five minutes right yeah
3: so so like what would you say um Separate, you you just had a, a debate with um, Matt Welsh of Reason, right? Yeah, Matt Welsh moderated.
1: A, I think he did a great job moderating. He's fair-minded. He's always a very he's always a very fair-minded moderator, a fair-minded judge. Yeah, uh, so I think it's the second or third debate of some kind that I've had
3: with him as a moderator. Dude, Matt, he always reminds me of, like my cool older cousin that I had, and I <laughs> see him at, like like family get togethers So he would yeah. just like yeah, was always go like, out and smoke pot in the garage yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah no, Matt.
2: Matt and I met him at a uh, Pork Fest. Oh, really?
5: Yeah.
3: Nice,
0: nice. Yeah, yeah. I got to talk to him for he quite like, a, hung out quite a while. for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was a totally nice dude. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a really cool guy. Um, there are definitely political differences that we have, I, I, and I think this is a perfect example. You know, Matt Welch and I have very obvious political differences, and yet I can respect him. We can debate him. He can, you know, he's interviewed me for a reason. Uh, you know, I've 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 talked about him in other places, either disagreeingly but respectfully, or or agreeingly. It's not like I disagree with him on everything. I mean, I didn't yeah. agree with him on most things. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, but there there are a few big areas where where I disagree. I think this really gets back to that tribal thing we we're talking about. Like, do we want somebody? Do we need to accept tribal beliefs? And I would say of all the phobias that we have, you know, hardwired into our DNA, the biggest one is fear of being cast out by the tribe. Because mm. for 99% of human history, if you were cast out by the tribe, you were going to die. die. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's like a primal, primal fear. The good thing is now we have capitalism. And so if everyone disagrees with your belief, you can be the most racist Nazi in the world. You go, to, you go to Whole Foods, you buy something off Amazon, you're still going to have food. Like, right. you don't have to share the beliefs of the tribe to not die anymore. Right. Yeah. And so, right now, I think that that idea has not gotten into libertarian, the Libertarian Party yet. Right now, they're terrified, because we're a smaller number. They're terrified. What happens if we get rejected by the tribe? What happens if we have a, a, a candidate that says things like, abolish government schools or government schools or welfare, don't sign up for the military, that it is wrong to lower the age of recruitment? Um, for, for signing up for the military that joining the military is the wrong thing to. you have somebody that's doing that mm-hmm. people are afraid that by proxy they're, they're going to be rejected from the tribe and are going to starve to death it's not a conscious fear, it's a subconscious phobia right. and I think that's where a lot of the fascination with Amash has come from because Justin Amash is somebody who always supports the dominant tribal belief Justin Amash hates Trump made no secret of that, and the dominant in city culture people hate Trump, and he hates government school. I mean, he already supports government schools. He's voted to increase funding for D.C. public schools, to increase funding hmm. for, for uh, D.C. opportunity scholarships or whatever. The exact opposite position that, well, certainly that I hold, but certainly directly opposing opposite uh, view to any classical liberal, minarchist, or anarchist view, but it's within the tribal belief system. So if he's our standard bearer, we don't have to worry about starving to death. But guess what? If I'm the standard bearer, we don't have to worry about starving to death. Your money's still going to work when you go to the supermarket. <laughs> You're still going to be able to get a job. Right. It doesn't matter what I think. Just like today, people might hate, Trump's, and might hate Trump, but Republicans aren't starving to death in the streets because of that.
3: Right. So what? Uh, so during your debate, like what what makes you different than say like uh, I think Kim Kimberly Ruff she won the straw poll after that mm-hmm, debate. Yeah. So what what would you say like separates you from her and everyone else that was on there? separates me from kim i'm not 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 much in terms of of policy right Cause, yeah because i i know i, I know a lot of, i mean it seemed very unison uh a lot of mm-hmm. I mean, agreement on certain things so like if people were like if you were trying to make your pitch to libertarians like right now like if, if they had to pick between like kim ruff and you like mm-hmm. what what would you say like for your sake as opposed to her like not trying to like put her no, down no, no, or anything no, just I saying don't. like what's the difference like what makes yeah. you no, the I mean, better I have, for a, this? I have i have a lot of respect for kim um and
1: it's and it's nice to see it's kind of like nice when you get to see your hard work paying off. Kim in 2016 was one of daryl Perry's nominators, like the radical of the radical mm-hmm. today she's considered moderate and it's not because she says anything different it's because you know standing next to me she looks moderate yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so the here's here's the the, the the to me the difference in tactic and this is not this is not me saying my tactic is right and Kim's is wrong because. You know, if Kim was a nominee, I'd be totally happy. If Justin Amash was a nominee, I'd be embarrassed. But if Kim was not able to be, yeah, I'd be like fantastic, there's somebody I can get behind, somebody I can support. So, and, would Justin Amash be a better nominee than Gary Johnson was? He would be or, an identical, think? exact same nominee as Gary Johnson. You know, he, Justin Amash has said we don't need a squishy libertarian, and it's true that he's a better public speaker than Gary Johnson. He's a very forceful public speaker. He has a, you know, has a lot of energy when he speaks, and Gary Johnson kind of didn't really seem to have a lot of that. But it's not about how good a public speaker you are. Ron Paul, not a good public speaker. He's not. He's just not a great public speaker. Yeah, but he had sound ideas. He had sound ideas, mm-hmm. and he was it was electrifying. He electrified a movement. Justin Amash... Well, it
0: wasn't Justin Amash. Like, I believe the whole reason he got into politics was because he was inspired by Ron Paul. And yeah. he's kind of known by a lot of people as a young Ron Paul. And isn't he
1: also, a lot of times, the only no-vote, just like Ron Paul? Here's the difference. Amash does the no-votes to create what I call political theater like a theatrical no vote for example there was something to inc- to, to fund a not yet existent suicide prevention hotline uh, for veterans and he voted no even though he knew it was going to pass there was no chance of it not passing it was like like um, everybody to one and then he got to explain to people that he believes the good idea but the government shouldn't do it right so he gets to create the illusion you see what I mean this is the illusion mm-hmm. of boldness it's not taking away something so you're not making people panic mm-hmm. You're just, like, keeping things as they are, which makes people feel safe, but acting bold. Same thing with Trump. You know, he's going after this minor legal thing in the Mueller report, which nobody understands or cares about. And honestly, in in a world where every single country is actively either benefiting from or trying to influence U.S. elections, the fact that Russia does it to me is not any better or worse than Israel doing it, than France doing it, than Saudi Arabia doing it, right. than, than all these other countries doing it. I just don't see the difference. So so in that area, he's going after an unpopular president, like sort of seeming to stand bold, but the true character, the true test of character is what happens when he stands up to something that is universally popular, to something that's already here and already accepted. Does he have the courage to take away something that exists? And well, the answer is always a resounding no. Well, Jared was saying that he's stunning and brave. <laughs> okay. I mean, I disagree with Jared. Then. I didn't say that. Yeah, so I mean... And so that's and that's where it says like when it comes to this theatrics. He, I mean, he is a great politician. I mean, he is str- strategically probably the smartest I've seen strategically. He was the first to start explaining his votes in, on social media. He knows how to do modern politics better than anybody. Mm-hmm. But his greatest strength is also his greatest weakness because he can create the illusion of bravery without bravery. And when it comes to things that would require bravery, like no, I'm not voting for more money for public schools. Public schools need to go. He hasn't said it. He he refused to do that. He voted to increase funding. If you look at Ron Paul in public schools online, you do a Google search, here's what you find. A lot of speeches against government schools, books against government schools, articles against government schools, everything, right? Mm-hmm. When you look for Justin Amash in the same thing, nothing. And it takes a lot of skill as a politician to not talk about the single biggest program, the single largest domestic program that affects the most people. If you can get away for 10 years and not talk about it, that's a demonstration of political skill, certainly. Yeah. But it's not a demonstration of political bravery. Sure.
2: Yeah, I always liked uh, Thomas Massey much more than Amash. I don't know if his voting record is any different on that on those matters, but he always just seemed to be consistently way more consistent than, uh, than Amash or seems, or even Ra- or even Rand Paul.
4: Yeah, I think Massey seems a little more outspoken, and yeah, I think like
3: Sassy at Massey.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and even uh, someone was bringing up like Rand Paul Block in the 9/11 uh, funds because yeah. Yeah, just um, <laughs>
2: well because they didn't like get to read the bill or whatever. It was.
4: Yeah, it was, it was re- well without it was a fucking blank check, man. Yeah, it was, a, and only a, like 70 three billion dollars actually it's went, crazy. or only like a small percentage went to victims' families. But of course, like all the outrage is the it fact just that a, yeah, he's it's trying feel-good. to block it. Feel good thing,
3: yeah, and everyone loved it because John Stewart, or, you know, he's up there crying and giving his best acting speech. You know, I, it, I, I, it's one of those things. Like, if anything, this should be a state issue. I, I say that, but now, like I'm, th- I, I've been thought about it lately. Like, I mean, technically, nine eleven was in response to federal government, to, you know, waging war in the Middle East. So maybe, maybe it was the federal government's responsibility to take care of these people. Who? Well, they knew the building because the EPA knew there was asbestos
4: in, like three quarters of between the two towers. So yeah. they're all breathing that shit in. I know. It's, and then, it, like, yeah, they
3: were told, like, no, no, so they don't knew worry they about about were it.
4: negligent. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I, I just feel like it's more like it's just it was like a blank check, and I think yeah. I'm so glad that someone stood up and said this was bullshit. Like we should be like this shouldn't just go through just because John, you know, John Stewart's up there. Yeah, but I mean, when it. you
0: say when you say it's maybe it's the government's responsibility, it's that's just totally false because I mean the government doesn't have any money that they don't steal from. Oh uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know.
3: So. But I just like to point out like it gives me a, it gives me a chance to sit there and say well the reason why we were attacked on 9 11 was from actions directly resulting from United States foreign policy over the past 50 years. Gives me a chance to say something like that.
0: Yeah, maybe it's like Halliburton's responsibility, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though. And, and so I mean, like, and what you're saying, I, I think has, has a decent amount of support. But even there, see, you need like you need to have like political courage and you need to have social courage, and it's not just because courage is good. It's because if you don't have it, you end up making really idiotic decision. Here's a bill that passed unanimously in the House. This is a unanimous House vote. A No opposition vote, including from all the Tea Party darlings, all the LP darlings in the house. Unanimous vote was a vote to spend law enforcement time, money, and resources on child sex dolls, which of course, since the resources are limited, you need to take that away from actual children who are actually being trafficked. And if you want to know where the most children are being trafficked, it's of course in the government-run foster care system. So the fact that the that the, the government Damn. both is unable to do it, you know, is making mistakes, you could say, with the foster care system, but then also just being boneheaded stupid in their allocation of resources, I mean, that to me is a thing that needs to be called out. Is it scary to call it out? Right, yeah. I mean, I, I
0: feel like you just squirted a liberty load all over these sacred cows.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I like to think it's more like executing, but your thing works, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> Because wow. that thing,
1: the, your thing just sounds like there's gonna be a lot of like half liberty, half status minotaurs around. I don't know how I feel about <laughs> minotaurs. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: so okay. So you mean Gary Johnson? <laughs> yeah, <sure> <laughs> <why>. <laughs> um, Ouch.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing, man. I mean, you, you can't, if you're not willing to stand up to like the dominant tribal beliefs, then you're going to get bad decision making. You're going to make decisions that don't make sense because you're afraid of being called some kind of a name or you know being saying you're not patriotic enough or whatever and that's the kind of nonsense and that that is coming from that fear that says if I don't accept the tribal beliefs I'm going to die no you're not in a capitalist economy we're free of that that's the greatest gift of capitalism we are free of having to pretend to believe nonsense we are free of having to kowtow to any collective because we have capitalism now
2: hell yeah well said. All right. Um, so, uh, there's been some developments with Iran lately,
3: mm-hmm. um, Phil. I think. Yeah, it's mostly like a cat and mouse game of uh, Iran is, is saying, or the United States said that Iran shot down, or they shot down a drone. Of and then they're saying, well, the United States accidentally shot down their own drone. It wasn't us who shot it down. And it's just been this back and forth. And apparently, they seized the ship, a British oil tanker, going through this. You know, going through their their waters and it's just—it's like a cat and mouse game. And then now, I think it was just yesterday they came out saying they're sending out troops to more troops to Saudi Arabia. It has like a gesture, like to threaten, you know, Iran. And it's this weird policy that we've had with Iran that it's—it's it's like we—they were part of the deal. They were living up to their end of the bargain of this deal. And then we, you know, Donald Trump says we got to get out of it. We get out of it, and then we get mad at Iran for. Than saying, well, you're not letting us sell off our. What, I forget. I forget exactly what they weren't uh, because of the sanctions. They weren't allowed to sell off. There was an embargo. Was it? Um, I guess the EU and had a
4: trade embargo with Iran and one of their oil tankers on July fourth. Iran's oil tankers was. Um, I guess, boarded and seized in the Mediterranean. Right. Yeah. Going to Syria. What an and because they're sanctioned. Yeah, right. right? On July 4th. <laughs> How, what are the odds? Yeah, anymore? so it was um, seized. And then so now the response, just the most recent event, the British uh, oil tanker was seized by the Iranian Navy right off their coast. So it's like just this back and forth.
3: And I'm, I'm just getting really sick and tired bad policy. of it. Like it's just this pissing contest. And it's like, let us. Let Iran just let them do what they were doing before. I mean, they were living up to the end of the bargain until the the United States decided to drop out of it because of Donald Trump. And um, speaking back about, we were talking about Rand Paul, like Rand Paul said, I guess they were at a golf, it uh, it was at a golf outing with um, Senator Graham and Rand Paul and Donald Trump. And apparently from what the insider talk was, and I think it was later confirmed that Rand Paul wants to be kind of like the ambassador to... The relationship talks between Iran and the United States. And apparently Graham was going off telling Donald Trump at this golf out golf outing, like, hey, you know, we need to stay in Iran. We need to be hostile to him. And he'd go up and take a shot while Rand Paul and Donald Trump were like laughing at him, saying, Yeah, you're stupid. Like, no, we need like we need to de-escalate. <laughs> and it's it's a weird thing. Like, Trump gets so hard on Iran. Like, that was like, remember when he ran for president? That was one of the biggest things he talked about, Iran. And then now he's like, well, maybe we shouldn't strike them after they shot down our drone and it's just a weird back and forth and yeah I mean, I it, like, it, it, seems like,
0: it seems like Trump kind of saved us from like some sort of like huge war with Iran because like I feel like if any other uh, if this happened under any president having the drone getting shot down like right next to the border or whatever, I feel like it would have been war with Iran under any
1: other president well we have to look at this like who benefits from these wars right? It's not the American people. Yeah, the arms companies, Northrop yeah, Grumman, companies, right? The, yeah. they, they they benefit, right? And so, if anybody shot down the drone on purpose, it was almost certainly somebody who realized that Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, i don't know if it's necessarily one of those specific companies—but I mean, if if I had no ethics of any kind and I was running in a defense company, I would do it. I mean, it's, it's not like it's a terrible business strategy. It's immoral. It's it's horrific in that sense, but it's, you know, business-wise strategic. And when you look at what arms companies are doing here, they're they're spending so much money lobbying Congress. You know, way back during the Iraqi surge, in like six weeks, they spent about fifty thousand dollars per congressman and senator on lobbying. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that they're doing so openly, um, and and it's 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 insidious. One of the things that that in my educational business we've we've been re- wrestling with. So Raytheon, Department of Defense, and a couple other defense contractors, they, uh, they fund a thing called Math Counts, uh, which is like a math program. And, of course, the subtext is learn as much as you can about math, but don't learn anything about moral, morality or ethics or anything like that. We'll tell you what to do. You do the math. Build us the weapons. Don't worry about what we do with them. And so any organization that is insidious enough to try to get their ideology into, like, third-grade math. Wow. Hmm. Is not going to uh,
3: hesitate to do like anything. The book says like Tommy has three nuclear warheads, (laughs) and if you take two away and destroy his country,
5: it's
1: like a huge competition. (laughs) I mean, it's and it's and it's from a math side, it's fantastic. But you know, we we for our students, we actually have a video that they watch beforehand, and we don't say that 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 because again, I don't believe in indoctrination, right? So we don't say that it's good or bad to have this view. We're saying this is a view you need to question and you need to think about here's some types of philosophy that exists in the world. You might want to start looking at, but the idea that you just do the math, keep your brain off and like, we'll handle what happens with the results. That to me is a very toxic approach to education. Mm. And of course you have the DOD, the De- department of defense um, and Northrop Grumman and sorry, and Raytheon and a couple other defense contractors that are involved
3: in as like the major backers of this competition.
5: Mm.
3: It's crazy, man. Foreign policy. These days are ridiculous. Like, and I don't know if you guys heard what's happening with Turkey, Apparently, like Turkey bought, uh, they they wanted uh, some of our like Patriot missiles, and they were like, "No, we're not giving it to you because they also wanted like the technology for it as well." Mm-hmm. And so they went ahead and went. They bought Russian, the version of of the Patriot missile. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. crazy is that that's against they're in that they're in uh, N- uh, NATO and they mm-hmm. can't do that. And there was a law that was just passed in 2017 that says any country that that has business with with Russia they automatically sanctions. Like, no other wording, no nothing. It's like, you have to have sanctions against you. So now, they're pissed because they're making parts of the F-35s that that they're trying to push for, and and they already pay for them. So now they're saying, we're not giving you your F-35s, you're not allowed to have them because we can't bring them to you. It's just this whole debacle. Now we have to put sanctions on Turkey. Like, it's just crazy. It's like this cycle of bullshit. And it's like, it's gonna escalate, and eventually it'll lead us to some type of, confrontation with somebody i just it's it's insane and it's like that's why it's like it's almost so confusing it I, that's why i understand like why normal people don't care they're just like wow well, yeah let the experts handle that like i can't wrap my head around that and that's all i've been trying to do these past few years is trying to wrap my head around it. and i'm like no wonder like no wonder we're in the problems that we have in this country like or around the world it's just it's just it's just insane
1: yeah and and, and that's the the thing it's like the, the problem is right now the experts aren't like trying to help us. They're trying to take advantage of us to help themselves. And that's where we get into these things that they're enriching defense companies yeah. but impoverishing us. They're they're damaging us uh, physically, psychologically, morally, right. financially, you name it. It's it's hurting us.
4: Well, most normies And NPCs will tune into the mainstream media, and then the "quote unquote" experts. You Mm -hmm. see their background, and it's like retired general, retired general, retired admiral, advisor to, and it's like, and then you look at their uh, their background, and they're all like on board of directors or somehow involved in these, you know, know, weapons deals or work for these um, work for the military industrial complex. So of course, so no matter what, they're going to give you the line. And they're retired military, so they have everything to gain personally from these conflicts, and they don't give a shit about, like... But people, are, they can't make that connection that this is all just a PSYOP. This is all just, like, basically a military operation and just propaganda to escalate these situations and for you to buy into the military-industrial complex.
1: You know, people look at the old, you know, fight, join, and fight the German posters
3: uh, right, from World yeah. War Two and be
1: like, oh, man, people are so stupid. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. they believe that. But today... We're fighting. It's just like it's like fifty countries. It's like fifty times stupider right now than people were who believed those posters. And and that's the kind of stuff. That's like the direct result of this kind of education that we're seeing. Whether it's you know defense contractors invading mathematics curricula, or like what you were saying with um with military recruitment, people are trying to push that down to sixteen. I mean that's that's horrific. Yeah, I mean that that is that's that's just sick. And so. You see all this working together and you realize these are not people who care about us. No. They just care about themselves and they're afraid of anyone who goes against their tribal belief system. If we go around saying enlisting the military is wrong, it takes away their, their tool, which is that the universal acceptance that a soldier is always a hero and therefore their actions are always right and always heroic no matter what.
3: Like, I posted a meme on Instagram and it said, like, the real human traffickers are the. Um, Military recruiters, the military recruiters, yeah. and th- just the amount of just crying coming back from people like, "Oh, not actually. Oh, no, that's not right." Like, "Oh, it's first off, it's a joke. Relax, calm down." But it's, I mean, in some sense, it's true. Is it though? I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's a joke, but I mean, it's, it's there to it's you know trigger a thought reaction out of you, whether it's humorous or not. But and it clearly, everybody has no sense of humor, and they they just rush to their. What they like? You can't attack the military. Like you can make jokes, making fun of this politician or this or this or this. But how dare you say something about? No, the I mean, it's,
0: like it's slimy to recruit sixteen year old kids. It you is, know, it is. It's to go uh, kill everybody. I mean, really, it's it's stuff. slimy to recruit anybody to fight in an unjust war. But yeah. you know, sixteen year old kids. You know, and, and they were doing it when when we were in school. You know, they had the ROTC and all that. And jazz the J
1: ROTC. And, that's like the, that's unbelievable. What's right. going on there? Yeah, because I mean, you got people who are like fourteen be getting military recruiter pitches. I mean, I don't know how smart you guys were when you were like 14 years old, but I was, to a certain extent, I thought war was cool. You know what I mean? I would see like clips of like smart bombs be like, yeah, that was awesome because like I was a teenage boy. Yeah, yeah, things know, blow yeah. up, you know,
2: like, you like, like fireworks. Yeah, you're, I like, yeah, I mean, you're barely up. a moral actor at that yeah. point.
1: And so the the idea that that somebody could have like come to my school and been like, listen, you can tra- travel all the world and just blow stuff up. And I would have been like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, that to me is, is, is exactly morally wrong. And that's why when people say, you know, we need to have the government protect kids. No, because the government never protects kids. Either takes advantage of them actively through recruiting or just fails to protect them in the foster care system or just is idiotically wasting money that should be going. You know, if you, if you believe that government should be doing it, idiotically wasting money on protecting dolls instead of people. I mean, it's so backwards.
0: I actually, I, I actually changed my mind on war at a very young age, nice. you know, cause I, I was brought up in a, uh, you know, a socially conservative household, mm-hmm. you know, R- Reagan Republican, yada, 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 stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, um, I remember when I was 10 years old, I mentioned to my father that, Oh, when I grow up, I want to join the military. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, you know, all, all the words today are bullshit, you know? Um, so, and that just got me thinking and it was just like, yeah, what is a just war? You know, not fighting for oil in the Persian Gulf or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, that was going on, the, on the, 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 at the time. And then uh, and from that point on, you know, I just paid attention to all the wars and thought like, you know, I've never seen a just war that the United States has participated in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always just world policing. And why would you want to send your kids over to die in that?
3: Exactly. Yeah. That, and that's also one thing, too. I, I credit uh, going to Catholic schools from a young age. Were, your were auntie, they were taught you know, we're anti-Catholics, we're anti-war, we're anti-death penalty, we're against abortion, we're They're against...
0: pro-diddling.
3: Yeah, the, I mean, they'll, they'll screw you behind, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the back of the church, but I mean, but yeah, we're against these things, and that's why I grew up, and that's why I grew up learning, and so when, after 9-11 happened, I was in high school, and the ramp up to war, and I just was, you know, being, especially like being a punk music, everyone was very anti-war, anti-government, and so it kind of felt right to me. I'm like, well, you know, I'm against the war, like I and that's I've always had that 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 in me from a, early teenage years and I I'm glad I I never because I I might have ended up that way. You know, I wasn't the mm-hmm. great in school. I have no real ambitions and I might have ended up that in in a military role and I'm glad I didn't. I mean, I'm not saying you know it, it would be the worst thing in the world, but it's it, it's close I, to. I mean, if you're
0: murdering right people, yeah, it's, that's that's it's like saying, the like like worst right thing now. that you can do.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. are probably worse things than murdering a lot of kids overseas, but they're not like a lot of worse things. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. it's
0: pretty bad, you know, to blow up uh, hospitals and shit. Yeah, you know?
1: I remember when in when when the during during uh, during the Obama administration at one point. They, they'd they accidentally blown up a, a, a hospital where Doctors Without Borders was working. And what was so telling about it yeah. was yeah. that Doctors Without Borders had actually contacted the Air Force beforehand to let them know they were working there. Such was the reputation of the United States military that they were like, listen, don't bomb this hospital. And the Obama administration afterwards, they basically said, sorry, we didn't mean to bomb that hospital. We were trying to bomb the right hospital. And I'm like, what the hell is the right hospital to bomb? Like, what yeah. kind of strategy are we doing? What kind of morality do we have where there's a... No, no, no. We were trying to bomb the correct hospital, not the incorrect hospital. Sorry, guys. We bombed the wrong hospital. I mean, that to me, if, if we're that far gone, like there are very big and deep and serious moral issues we need to really be thinking about.
3: Right. Well, then they'll just say, "Well, they were hiding. They were they were hiding behind a bunch of kids. That's why we had to bomb the school because that's where they were setting up camp." And yeah. Sometimes no you don't
1: get the bad guy. You know, sometimes you say killing a bunch of kids to kill one dude is not reason. That's not okay. <laughs> that's not at all okay. You know, that's it's like to think of how we treat ourselves. Supposedly, I, I don't think we were are living up to this, but we believe that it is better to let a hundred guilty people go free than to lock up one innocent person. Right. Like that's a belief that right. we have yeah. here for our justice and for ourselves. Why is it different over there where we say, why can't we say it is better to let a hundred adults who are, who are terrorists go free than to bomb one kid?
0: Yeah. I mean, if if, the, if we operated domestically like that, it would be like, you know, terrorist attack a school. We'll just blow up the school.
5: Mm hmm.
1: <laughs> that, that's yeah,
0: yeah it's pretty and in, pretty insane yeah you know, but, it's
1: just totally wrong
0: yeah life is cheap over in the middle east well, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, apparently <laughs> for the united states according government. to
3: the u.s government yeah, yeah it, it's uh but they're just muslims like so what does it matter they're they're they're, they're, they're barbaric and ancient and their thought like that's that's what they were that's what we're fed about about muslims and like no one talks about shia and they talk sunni and they talk about divisions within that and about how like you know, I mean, think about it. We helped, going back to Iran, Iran helped us fight Saddam Hussein because they were mortal enemies. And and we just went in there and, and powered Iran by invading mm-hmm. by invading Iraq. Like, it's insane. and, and then, but, but you're not really told the differences. You, like, everyone says, oh, it's fine. The Saudi Arabians are fine because no one in the media is saying anything bad about Saudi Arabia yeah, until they, they killed Khashoggi. Yeah. And that was the only time that we ever That's heard anything only bad. bad right?
1: I mean, here's the thing. with with the With Saudi Arabia, what do you have? You have a... Not very intelligent, not very skilled, theocratic dictatorship right. that could not survive due to sheer incompetence. They would be overthrown in five seconds, but they have the US military backing them, mm-hmm. right? And and that's and what do we have in, in Iran? You know, un- until recently when we when our bombing every single country all the time further radicalized a lot of countries, Iran had in science and technology, computer science in in uh, the in the in, at the university level more women than men uh actually in those areas i mean they were progressive in every possible way they were not a backwards culture no now of course when you start bombing everybody and like one person says like i and god are going to protect you from these people who are bombing you but you might need to be a martyr but that's cool don't worry about the afterlife going to be pretty sweet like when you when you terrorize people like that constantly and I'm using that word terrorize very intentionally. When the United States terrorized other countries by bombing them at random, you radicalize them in bad ways. You put them into a fear mindset instead of a progressive mindset. So after we started bombing them, things started changing. They banned women from, from all higher education because the more insanely conservative theocratic groups took over. All of these things went backwards. And this didn't happen in the 1920s. This happened like five years ago. But
3: mm-hmm. I mean, Think about it. Same things happen. It, it correlated to 1920s Germany. You know, you, you got rid of all the old establishment, and the Kaiser and, and mm-hmm. everything else. And then they propped up the Weimar Republic and mm-hmm. things were shit was going crazy. There was like civil war. People are fighting in the streets. And then you got this guy, Hitler, saying, I can make I can completely reverse the Treaty of Versailles. Mm-hmm. I can make us be a proud nation again. I yep. can help you. You're sitting in the streets. I'll help you join me you know put on this brown shirt and and, and you know and beat the yep. shit out of any communist or anyone else and like we're gonna do this and this is how we're and like it it inspired people and inspired the german people and that's yeah. how they rose to that's how he rose to power and think about the same way is what's going on now like i can help you we can defeat this and you know invader on holy land we, we can defeat them we need your help yep. and you know the afterlife is going to promise you this and this and this and it and, and after so many times, your cousin, your son, your uncle, people just dropping dead around you from bombs, you know, coming from the United States paid for by all of us sitting here. Yep. You know, they're going to be like, oh, they're all guilty and they're all guilty and they're all responsible. And I'll do whatever it takes to take out as many as I can.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, 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 so, and, and so that's where I think we need to think about leading by example. Right. If we can set an example of peacefulness, we're not invading other countries. We're not bombing other countries. People look up to us. People across countries that we're not actively bombing, people generally look up to us. They're like, oh, they got cool movies, great music, amazing technology. We want to be more like them. Oh, look, they have equal rights for men and women. Maybe we should do the same thing. Now, when we start terrorizing people, what do they say? They say, I don't want to be anything like those people. They have equal rights for men and women. We need no rights for women. And so this country that was so prosperous, so progressive, that had more women than men even in science and technology, computer science in which even America doesn't have. I mean they were like ahead of America in that particular regard. They're like, "Yeah, we don't want to be like that that. We're going to stop being anything like America because we hate them. They have equal rights for women. We're going to have no rights for women." And and, and through our actions instead of them wanting to follow our good examples, they're throwing out all the good examples that we're setting.
3: Yeah. So, I know this is going to be kind of like someone in the comment section mentioned they're like talk about something more controversial, like immigration, okay. you know, illegal immigration. So, how would Arvind Vora as president? How would we handle this? Would we have kids in cages, separated from families? Kids in cages. <laughs> kids in cages. What are you gonna do about those yeah. kids in cages? Okay, I know it's you, a real. You, you need you need a, like question.
1: when when you're when you're asking a question like, did we bomb the right hospital to the wrong hospital? <laughs> Should we lock kids in cages or not? It means that like something has gone like really very fundamentally at a very deep level wrong right if we're thinking about if that's like a thing to think about and the thing is this is a this is a political debate right now and you have people on both sides of the should we lock kids in cages and separate from their, them from their families no no we shouldn't we shouldn't be doing that to american citizens either right now if you get if you know we talked about all the, the what's going on in foster care kids getting sex trafficked and all that where are these kids coming from they're just like appearing just spontaneously appearing no Their parents are often arrested and put in jail for victimless non crimes. Mm -hmm. Their kids are put in maybe not a cage, but in not their parents' house. Then they're sex trafficked, which is a pretty horrible thing to do to somebody. And then often they end up, you know, in prostitution, whatnot, and then they themselves end up in a cage. We need to stop that process everywhere. When it comes to immigration, this is not working. Whatever we're doing right now is not working. Clearly. So what do I propose? Real simple. End all welfare no welfare of any kind and open the borders and if you want to come here <laughs> yes. if and if you want to come here and starve to death fine come here and starve to death if you want to come here and work I mean, would probably like that better come here and work you want to come here come here and start a great business come here and start a great business thank you you know cuz you've, you've really got the republicans
0: saying build a wall and then you've got the democrats saying yeah just give them all a bunch of free shit you know we'll just make you pay for it you know mm-hmm. and n- nobody is saying what you what you just said and you know, libertarians need to be heard on that, you know, because there's really just these like two utterly retarded points of view. Mm-hmm. Neither
1: of them are right. And uh, yeah. And I think this is where, And you know, you were asking really about strategy, you know, how, how mine is might be different from Amash's might be different from Kim Ross, different from Adam Kokesh. I'm controversial. I'm a controversial type of guy. You know, what? with, 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 your, strategy, like, with your strategy,
0: with your strategy, too, what? with your strategy, too. I mean, it, it, it's good to point out that uh, with your strategy, the way you would do it, you would attract people that are going to come here to work, not people that are coming here to mooch.
5: Yeah.
1: And, and so, and so the, here, here's the thing, it, it, you know, ever since I've been, you know, when, when I'm out there and talking about things, people respond. Not always positively, but they respond. They yell about it. They tell their grandparents about it. And sometimes their grandparents are like, yeah, that's terrible. And their grandparents tell somebody else. But somebody down that line is like, oh, that's awesome. And so the thing is, is I don't give people ideas that you can just politely ignore. Be like, oh, that's an interesting idea. When I say, yeah, you can come over here and starve to death here rather than there. Or you can come over here and work. That is something that is harder to ignore than a very, very long-winded and complicated whatever. And I guarantee this, if I'm the nominee, and I do hope to be the nominee, the political debate, the political discourse in this country is going to be about what I want it to be about. If there's one thing I've shown, hopefully the LP that I know do know how to do, is make a large group of people discuss the topics that I want them to discuss for however long I want them to discuss it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something we
2: need.
3: Definitely.
2: Anything else you wanted to hit on today?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I guess it'd be a good time to tell folks about our Patreon and the After Hours program if you contribute a minimum of $1 per month you will gain access to our After Hours podcast which we record right after this one we also have t-shirts over at libertariancountry.com if you type in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast you'll receive a 10% discount Arvin thanks for coming on thanks for having me on guys yeah man it's always great dude until next time live free or die
5: That he shed, drenching the flags and the tax bombs and bread. Was not by a few at the expense of the many soldiers and gods in the machine? You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, and democracy, you get the freedom and point in a far land. We suffer the truth, that bring them home. I believe that the we'll do the best for you. And I believe that the we. Have the power, have the power I ain't a slave And I know I'm a slave We can make the break Break the power, break the power Society of individuals Nothing more than non-interference with natural rights What's a virtuous person? Free hands, the non-aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute!